1: On today's show, the guys talk with Superintendent Don Killingbeck and Director of Innovation, Technology, and Media Services, Alex Haltum. They share amazing programs in learning that they have created in the Hemlock Public School District in Hemlock, Michigan. There's also an EduTech tip of the week. All that up next on EduTech Guys. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. And Welcome to this episode of EduTech, guys. I'm David Henderson. And I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have got a really cool, in-depth, really, show talking about some of the stuff going on in Michigan. Yeah, it's really nice to, to talk to school districts and talk
0: to their people. Yeah, and find out what they've been doing, what they did, what they're doing now, what they're planning on in the future, and, and that's the kind of show we have today. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's so cool. Exciting. But, you know, you can also find out more from us by just checking us out on the web, uh, www.edutechguys.com, or just go to Google, type in Edutechguys, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-Y-S, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-Y-S, because, you know, we put the U <laughs> <your tech> anyway. <laughs> Listen, you can check us out. We're on all social media. <laughs> that's not how that works. Is that not how you work? No, that's not how that works. We don't put the U in Edutech? But we can. It's not EdTech, but Tech. without
1: you, it's just EdTech. That's right. Oh. <laughs>
0: Man, and I'm just throwing out. I'm throwing out new. We've, we've got a new tagline every other hour.
1: It's <laughs> like so we make them up as
0: we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, we it, we do it your way at EdTech guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right.
0: <laughs> Wait, we can't. We can't say that. Can we not? Is that copyrighted? Our our lawyer says that's. Oh, it. So, oh yeah. Hold on. Yep, he said we couldn't do no, it. No, we can't we can do Lenny, it. Lenny, can we do that? Lenny. Oh, no, you can't. No, okay, you there can't. you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, check us out on the web, follow us on social media, all that kind of good stuff. It's all out there. Lots going on. We got a lot of new guests coming on the show. So check out our previous podcasts. You can find them anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast Apple, Spotify, you name it. We're out there. Anchor.fm, that's where we like to host. If you're looking for a, for a place to host your, your podcast, that's the place to do it. Got out all that out there. Finally, in one breath.
1: There was no reason that you had to do that without taking a breath. I thought I'd try and see if I okay. Yeah, yeah. Well I'm
0: then. trying to expand my lung capacity. <laughs> I'm go I'm doing some of that. Oh, I'll just yeah. hold your head underwater. I'm doing some of that no tank deep diving this summer. You know. No tank. Yeah, it's rough. I, last year I made it five feet, almost to the bottom of the pool. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Almost.
0: <laughs> and then my wife is, she had the broom on my head and she let me up. So, oh, I thought she was holding you down <laughs> yes, with the broom. That's what <laughs> she was doing, yeah. <laughs> yes. So I finally beat her off with a get the broom off me and let me up. <laughs> that's right. I can't stay water longer than 10 seconds. So <laughs> your shower time is terrible. But anyway, hey, listen, it's going to be a great show today. Uh, we're going to take a quick message and we'll be right back after this. You know, Soundtrap is a wonderful app that we use to put together shows, make quick commercials, and just use in the classroom. It does some wonderful
1: things and it has a collaboration piece for your kids. Yeah, and speaking of, it's got a wonderful feature to it called the Walled Garden where you can actually put students into these different se- separated, segmented groups that protect their content from outside folks just dumping stuff in there.
0: Yeah, really cool stuff. Making music, doing podcasts so, you know, students can create and create and create with Soundtrap at Soundtrap.com. Hey, welcome back. We're really excited to have our next guest on this show. And I tell you what, we're going to let them introduce themselves, tell us who they are, what they do, and where they're from, and uh, get a great conversation going. So here we go. Well,
2: I'm uh, Don Killingbeck, superintendent of Hemlock Public School District.
3: And I'm Alex Fulton, the director of innovation, technology and media services here at Hemlock Public School
0: District. Awesome. So tell us what's going down. I know you want to share and we're excited. We, we did our research a little bit, so we kind of know that <laughs> what we're going to talk about, but we're going to let you bring us on board and tell us what you're doing. That's really cool and outstanding and, and, and life changing for the students in your area.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, one of the things that we've been up to is we launched uh, a one-to-one years ago, and we built capacity among our staff, among our students, and we did what we call a slow roll. And so we, we started strategically at certain grades, built that capacity, um, fought against the, the, uh, the grain in the sense that like a lot of people are like, why don't you just jump in and do it all? And, and we didn't do it that way. And because we didn't do it that way, we've been wildly successful mm-hmm. with our one-to-one, our buy-in by our staff, by our, our students, and by our families.
3: That's really yeah, cool. and I can add some about the uh, educational technology piece, like the classroom tech part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we have something called the Classroom of the Future, where we demo all of our classroom tech before it gets rolled out to everyone. Um, so typically we have like um, it at each level. So high school, middle school, and elementary will have uh, the new piece of tech first. And that's just a really great way to, you know, they can, they can collaborate with each other and then they can just see how it works in their room with, with a live class. Because I mean, as a tech director, I can see demos, I can, um, research the best product, but without uh, that buy-in from like a specific teacher at that level, it's hard to actually, you know, get that push to move forward with that tech. So we like that classroom of the future model.
0: That's really cool. So let's talk about platforms, uh, Google, uh, you know, w- what are you using? Blackboard, all that kind of stuff. So tell us where you guys are, you know, on your basis and what you build out to use.
3: Sure. Yeah. I can, I can start with that. Um, so we're Google district. Okay. Um, and we have been for, oh geez, um, almost 10 years now. Yeah. And, um, we like our interactive projectors here. And we like our uh, so teachers all have really powerful Windows desktop computers that they uh, they have access to, but we don't want them to stay behind their desk, right? They, they're moving around the classroom. They have a teacher Chromebook as well that they can use and connect to their projector wirelessly. So um, that's kind of like the base. And then they each have audio systems in the classroom as well for uh, um, so in-room audio and that sort of thing.
2: Well, and I think that one of the things that's important to understand with the model that we use, Alex talked about the classroom of the future. So we do experiments. So we put something in and say, does this work? Is it scalable? But the other thing that we do, I think that's kind of a secret sauce for us is that we actually do innovative grants Hmm. and innovative proposals. And so we reach out to our staff and say, what would you like to see in your classroom? What would you like to see uh, in your department? And then we get that feedback. And then every year we've knocked off, you know, a handful of uh, classrooms and projects. And then we find out, hey, this works, or this is a good thing. For example, when we went all remote, we had a teacher um, that you know, we had proposed like, hey, you know, turn in an internal proposal. We're gonna review ideas. And they asked for two monitors for their workstation. And so uh we had, I think it was 17 or 19 inch monitors. Does that sound about right, Alex? Yeah, they and so
1: cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. So we said, you know what, let's try this. And we ordered, I think 24s. But literally, as we were installing those, we recognized the immediacy and the need that our teachers had, and so we ordered the rest of our staff 27-inch monitors mm. um, in, in dual monitors so that teachers could be online with kids in one screen and then be able to work and look and see what they needed to, you know, the next step was for them.
1: And I think that's so important. Um, so, uh, just a real quick, a little bit of background as we move into this conversation. Uh, how big is your district? How many students? How many teachers?
2: So, we have about uh, 1,200 students, 65 uh, teachers. Mm so we're a small, uh, rural district and, uh, uh, but we make no excuses or apologies. Um, and so, you know, I, we think that what we're doing can be scaled to a district of, you know, hundred thousand students, or it could be scaled to a classroom of one. And so, uh, part of our philosophy, I'm an economics teacher. And so is really micro education. How do we bring it down to each student? We count success, not by, uh, numbers, but by each child's education.
1: Well, and, and the main reason why I wanted to bring that up, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I had a feeling you guys were a, a smaller district. We got to talk to Alex a little bit kind of offline before we we, we started. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I was getting the feeling that you were a small district. And I think that's vital for this conversation, because I, I think uh, what happens is a lot of times you get people who start to listen and they're like, oh, yeah, sure. You got 50,000 students. Of course you can do that. No, 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 no. This is a small district, and I love that you not only recognized the immediacy and the efficacy of in this particular case dual monitors at each you know teacher's desk, um, but then also recognized that yeah uh, you know 17s and 19s they weren't going to cut it to start with, and then so you jumped up to the 24, and you're like 24 is nice, but really let's you know let's go big or, or go home, and and it's. It's amazing to me to listen at how quickly, at least in the explanation, how quickly that moved and you know, the, the, recognizing that that was the path that you needed to go.
2: You know, I think that's um, partly because we just have, one, a phenomenal tech department in Alex's leadership and his, his mentor's leadership for him. Um, but So we have a list. Hey, we know what the next thing is. We know what we're, we're, is on the horizon. I think it's important for the listening audience to know, too, is when we started, we literally had no money we were broke. We, we were less than broke. Yeah, And, uh, um, and, you know, we had people saying, you know, I'm an ed tech guy and I'm an economics guy. And so they would say, Hey, you know what? You're going to co- cut copying costs so much. You'll be able to pay for this. And I said, no, <laughs> we're, we're not going to do it that way. We're not going to build on a pipe dream. And I'll tell you what, our copying, in some ways hasn't gone down. Mm -hmm. We still use paper. Mm -hmm. We still use pencil, Um, but we have found a way to to make that path you know to have that vision and know how to get it done sometimes it was writing grants sometimes it was staying up late at night crunching numbers but really putting our students at the forefront of everything we do it has been the difference that student experience
1: well and you touched on the the four-letter word that you know most districts frankly Either avoid or don't think about, and that's list. Mm -hmm. And then the subsequent or kind of partner word to that is plan. (laughs) So you have these two four-letter words that you are allowed to use in school. (laughs) And so you know it's and it it really is. It's kind of rare, uh, at least in our experience, to to come across folks who you know. No, we've got a list of things that we are hoping to achieve. You know, some of those are going to be you know physical tangible items. some of them, I'm sure, are, are software pieces uh, or, or service pieces that go along with this, and you're building through knocking things off the list, I'm sure adding to the list as, as you know technologies change and evolve and or situations change and evolve and kind of force your hand on some of the things that maybe you weren't quite um, necessarily planning for to happen right here, right now, but then something like, oh, I don't know, a global pandemic hits and boom, we've got to, pivot.
2: I think that that, you know, you just brought up that, that keyword pandemic. (laughs) Um, Literally, this is what it looked like in our school district. And it probably felt like to some people that we were Nostradamus, but we built up our one to one, our teachers had the capacity to deliver online education at some level. The governor of Michigan shut us down Thursday night at 11 o'clock on friday morning uh before school started our admin team had a special meeting and i think that morning at 7 30 alex was over in one of the buildings cutting all the cords on the chromebook uh, carts getting the the devices ready to hand out to students and he deployed uh that day with um, the department you know 1200 devices we we got in kids hands and we started school on monday Yeah, online. And so literally our kids, and I'm not saying it was perfect by any means. We're not perfect. Um, We've learned along the way. We have a better system today than we did then. And we'll have a better system in two years from now than we have now. Mm -hmm. But we literally, our kids never lost a moment with the ability to connect with our teachers and um, and, and continue that continuity of learning.
0: So let's talk about your broadband. That was the biggest thing. We're a rural, a rural <laughs> school. Also, twenty four hundred kids here in Hope, Arkansas. So okay. you know that's what we deal with. Is in Arkansas, that's what we mostly are. Um, broadband mm-hmm. was an issue for us because you know out on the dirt road, there's nothing. There's not even LTE. How did you guys deal with the the broadband? Had you already addressed that earlier, um, b- before the before no, the we were. So if you gave us
2: uh, and you said, "Hey, you have twenty thousand dollars, how are you going to spend it?" Yeah, you have a hundred thousand, how are you going to spend it? We do have plans. We have organization. You know, like we know what we're going to do, uh, or at least a direction. But I'll I have to give kudos to Alex, um, and Alex can talk about this. I mean, to the point where we're we have built out where we have Wi-Fi on our buses. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm going to turn it. He's really he's really taken this by the 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 bull by the horns here. You know, we've tried to focus on equity and opportunity for our kids and Alex has really taken the charge with that
3: yeah I think there's there was definitely like a multi-tiered plan here so we started with hot spots for kids right um, and um, we felt good about loaning out those devices but you know in some cases I mean they're out I mean 10 miles off the road and they just don't get good cell service so uh, we had to find ways of, of getting them Time to do homework and stuff, whether it's on the way home or um, a spot close to them. So uh, we've we've not only put Wi-Fi in parking lots. Uh, we're working on the bus Wi-Fi um, situation, and then also um, this this is in the works. But um, putting Wi-Fi in parking lots, like at public locations, like township halls, hmm. because we have township halls on like the far ends of the districts, which. I mean that'd be just perfect location. So they're driving, you know, maybe half a mile or a mile to that location instead of coming all the way, you know, ten miles back to the school district to yeah. use our Wi-Fi. Um, so it's just finding those ways of of getting them access, no matter what, right? It's. Um, we would love to give everyone a Starlink satellite internet system and just say, hey, <laughs> you guys are all set. But um, <laughs> right. hey, maybe in the future we can say we can do that. But but you know, but
1: put, point, put, put that on the list. Yeah. Put a that a little list. further down yeah, the, list. Put, the put list. list. put it on the list. It'll happen. It is on the list. It yes. is. But <laughs> five
0: years from now, we'll probably be talking about it. So you guys <laughs> use Starlink. That's cool. We do, too. You know, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. it's commonplace. Yeah. I was in the Nairobi desert using it. So, yeah, it's great. That's right. Uh, but so uh, let's talk about now post-pandemic because it's over well, getting back to normal, you guys didn't go back to normal, did you? You decided your teachers, how was that? Did your teachers go, we love this, the students love this, we're going to keep Pushing this way, how did it? How did it work when you? Hey,
2: it's still school. I mean, right, right, right. Know, it's still school, right, and it still worked. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we did differently and our staff did differently is we embraced that synchronous learning model, mm-hmm. and so we actually, you know, in each classroom have a sixty-five inch TV. And we have a camera, a, a Chrome box, a wireless keyboard and a mouse. And I remember when these were starting to go into the classrooms, And I I walked by and I was like, hey, next week you're going to move that TV in the janitor. I was like, why? And I was like, I'm going to go talk to the principal. (laughs) and and, uh, Because they would go all in random spots. They're like, well, this is where the teacher wants it. I said, next week they're going to want it at the back of the room, trust me. And so we have this big TV in the back of the room and it's twofold. So if kids are absent, if they're sick, they do not have to miss school. They can be sitting at home and log in on Google Meet and join the classroom, hear the lecture, know what's going on, even sometimes be part of group work. Um, And so that's been a powerful change for us. We've also, pre-pandemic, um, move towards no more snow days hmm. that has been a little bit less well received um, <laughs> than you might expect <laughs> you know you guys in arkansas are like what's a snow day yeah um but here in michigan snow days are kind of like you know don't take away people's snow day that would be uh you know <laughs>
3: it's yeah alex's laughing. it's a big deal it is a big, you know, yeah, it's like yeah, people get morning.
2: passionate Wow. And so, you know, really what we're not about taking away snow days, we're about not having 12 of them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, because parents, unfortunately, I'm a parent myself, but I'm also a realist. Uh, you know, we think of the snow days that we had as kids, which were far and few between and you would go sledding or you would go to the movies or you would go do something fun or have a big, uh, you know, family breakfast or lunch or whatever it was, but it was something that, you know, was engaging. Well, our students today, you know, despite best efforts, they're home playing video games and doing Instagram and TikTok or whatever else, you know, let's, let's inject, we don't need the whole day but let's inject 45 minutes of learning let's inject some sort of um progress uh in in our kids day
1: yeah, well, I, and I just would just for our listeners and and just for a general education, uh, we actually do get snow days in Arkansas. Uh, we we really do. Uh, and and because ours are even fewer and f- much further between, they are like cherished days by especially students. <laughs> and so when you know when this move was to say, hey, you know, you're not gonna we're not gonna do snow days anymore. You're gonna you know you're, you're Actually, do education or what they call you know, alternate methods of instruction days. Uh, there was a huge backlash because students were like, "Look, mm-hmm. we don't you know we get like three snow days a year. <laughs> sure. Let us have them, you know." And yeah. so uh, mm-hmm. it, it really it, it ended up being uh, and a similar issue on a uh, on, on on in some respects a smaller scale, but in other respects possibly even a bigger scale because they're 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 yeah, I don't want to say they're rare when mm-hmm. I mean, we get them every year, but they are definitely a cherished part, quote unquote, cherished part of (laughs) student, you know, Development. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. Is with three, we, we're, we're like, hey, you know, three actually we can live with. We've actually said, hey, we're going to have three snow days, but on the fourth snow day, we're going to have to do something. Right. And so yeah. um, part of it is because we've had years where we've had 5% of instruction uh, lost to snow days. And then, as an economics uh, person who sees things through that economic lens, you know, I think about all the the taxpayers' dollars that are spent for learning yeah. that are then spent for sitting at home. Yeah. Right. And so, right.
0: So, I have to ask this question. Um With the pandemic, you guys were already one-to-one. You just kind of modified, moved over, teachers adapted pretty quickly. Um, So let's look at the hyper-intensive change to that style of learning, cyber learning, uh, online learning. So what's the data like? What's the test scores like? How did it it work out when they came back and we had less at home and more back on campus? Um, Did you see your test scores dip any? Did you see uh, student participation involvement change any when they were online? Did you find out that... Jeff learns better when he's online than he does in person. That's one of the big ones right there.
2: So you know, I think that as we move forward, mm-hmm. an important piece to, to note is these students, the most successful of them are going to have the good graces of their grandparents. They're going to be able to look people in the eyes, shake people's hands and have the tech skills of their peers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think at the end of the day and, and people might get, it might get worn out by people who are around me every day. I'm always saying education is a relationship business. This is what we're, we're in is a relationship business. And so, um, for us, what we did see is kids made a lot of progress. We've seen some really good results, hmm. but we also saw, so the kids that may not do a whole lot of work at school, they did even less when it was remote. Sure. And so we saw the gap get bigger hmm. Our high achieving kids, really didn't lose a step they kept moving they kept progressing they kept learning the students that didn't have that support network at home maybe or didn't have that drive to to, to learn we saw them actually go a little bit backwards uh even though they had all these tools
0: yeah i yeah. can see that we we saw the exact same thing that was it, it so big change what's been the biggest thing that has taken hold now that you're looking forward to what's the next big thing that you guys are going to do for your students and for your staff we'll, we'll throw them in there but do for your students first off anything big on the horizon you're looking for because as a tech guy over 10 years i've been doing it 30 we look forward to the summer because that's our big project time like what are we going to do that when they come back into school in august what's going to really wow everybody you guys have anything on the uh, on the horizon
3: um i mean yeah, i always I have some ideas i have yeah. ideas um one really cool thing um that would make the teachers lives a whole lot easier which is important right yeah, yeah. They, they have all these tools they got to work with um this one would instantly make their job easier it's yeah. a smart classroom assistant similar to like you know, alexa or google yeah. hey google you know um that can interact with your interact with your chrome browser so you can say hey uh hey share this link with google classroom and it'll automatically do all that for you the teacher can be walking around the room while this happens and i just saw a demo of the a product for the first time um which does that very thing so i'm really excited about it we have a demo unit coming soon to test out in our classroom in the future oh, so cool. um really really pumped up about that just because um of the success that companies had in its early stages and then um Like I said, it's just all, that product is all about making the teacher's job easier.
0: Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, that's a great way to segue into, so I have to be the time cop for the show. So we're running out of time. (laughs) So uh, here's what I need to do. You've got to share your contact information with our listeners so that when you find out about this new AI piece, this piece that's involved, we can make sure our folks can get in touch with you and Mm -hmm. find out about it. So uh, what's the best way? We'll start with Alex. Alex, if folks, if the other tech guys out there want to contact you, tech people want to contact you, what's the best way they can do that?
3: Um... For work stuff, I like LinkedIn. So um, Alex Haltum, search me up on LinkedIn and cool. we can connect.
0: Cool. Any social media links you want to share? Anything like that? Mm,
3: not quite. Okay, cool. I think that's about it. Awesome. That's about it. Not a chance. Not, nothing, not none a chance. that I would
0: share. There you no. go. That's awesome. That's cool. Get it. Hey, Don, uh, for you, what, what do you have out there?
3: Yeah.
2: So um, same as Alex, uh, Don Killingbeck on LinkedIn, um, you know, I think that the tagline is superintendent, beer judge, world class jump over. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, you can find me there also on Twitter at KBEC underscore EDU. Or Don Killingbeck, fairly new to the the actual tweeting and, and using it the way uh, it's designed to. I, I've been on there for quite some time, but uh, and we use it for our school communication. Sure. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, you can look at look me up
3: either place.
0: Okay. Website address for yeah. the school, so everybody can visit and see what you guys are doing.
3: Yep, it is
0: hemlockps.com. Uh, cool. Hey, guys, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been really great. We got to have you back um, so we can talk some more about you know, what's going to happen definitely at the end of the school year. It's a kind of, you know, things things happen really fast now, right? So once we hit summer, okay. then we have so much more to talk about. So we'd love to have you guys back on the show sometime. Yeah, that would yeah, be absolutely. great. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Been really fun.
1: Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you so much to Don and Alex for spending a little bit of time with us this afternoon to talk about the really cool things that they're doing in Hemlock. Oh, great guys. Great guys. And that leads us right into, you know what time it is. It's time
0: for... Edgeteck tip of the week. Hey, we're going to jump out to one of our favorite people we like to steal Edgeteck tips from. She's awesome. <laughs> Casey Bell at ShakeUp Learning. You can find that at shakeuplearning.com. She has a great one out there right now called 30 Things You Didn't Know Google Slides Could Do. And one of those things is it can go next door and get your lawnmower back from the neighbor who borrowed it. No, (laughs) it can't do that, actually. But it does some really cool stuff like internal linking. She shows you cool ways to make like an interactive table of contents and uh, dictionaries or glossaries or all kinds of cool stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a really cool thing. She she really goes into it and even gives you examples on the website. So, you know, David and I have gotten pretty lazy about finding our tech tips, but no, we're not. We actually read a lot of websites and we keep up with a lot of our friends and our, our, our people out there and they're doing a Great jobs in providing you, educators, with the dipshits you need. Exactly. Yeah, cool. So, hey, listen, it's been a great show. It has been, man. It's been fantastic. Um, it's great to have guests back and be
1: talking to folks and seeing them on the Zoom. On the Zoom. On the Zoom. Well, the Zoom. and and I, today, I especially enjoyed, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know, my, one of my biggest, you know, kind of pet peeves. And, and, like, as I often say, you know, the, 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 most awful three words in education lately Mm -hmm. you know have been quote return to normal Mm. and it's so nice that to see when you've got a district like hemlock and their quote return to normal was not the return to normal it was the hey let's take what was working during the shutdown and enhance our in-classroom instruction with what we know was working, and yeah. that is beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, listen, uh, great show. Keep in touch
0: with us on the web, follow us on social media, reach out anytime. You can also email us at contact at If you'd like to be on the show, check out booking.edutechguys.com and let us know you'd like to be on, the, on one of the shows. Hey, listen, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you
1: next time. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys. EduTechGuys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it.